This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 217, entitled Building Multiple Crews in Your Lawn Care Business. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions and comments and feedback that you guys have been sending through. I really do appreciate that. As I say at uh, the start of uh, each and uh, every episode. Uh, and uh, of course, for those iTunes reviews that, uh, you know, help sh- uh, provide that social proof to the podcast for people that are uh, looking for the podcast, going through those directories, and uh, they see those reviews and see that you guys find value uh, in those uh, episodes. So absolutely um, fantastic. Uh, you know, those of you that have uh, uh, taken the time to leave a review, I really do appreciate that. Okay, so we're about three weeks now uh, away from GIE 2019. Uh, As I've said before, super excited uh, to uh, check out GIE for the first time. Uh, And, uh, you know, just uh, excited to go visit uh, a lot of those uh, product booths and check out um, a lot of those uh, new products. Uh, And speaking of new products, one uh, that I saw yesterday actually on Instagram uh, that uh, was released by uh, one of the manufacturers uh, and basically um, put out for uh, pre-sale uh, was from Isotunes. Uh, those are my favorite uh, hearing protection. I've used the Isotunes Pros uh, and loved those. Uh, and those were like my go-to uh, for the last um, two years or so. And then they introduced those Isotune Extras. Um, and uh, they sent me a pair to try. Uh, so I, uh, you know, started out with those thinking that uh, I would use those, uh, you know, for a month or two and then uh, switch back to the Pros. Uh, uh, and I haven't switched back. I've kept using them. Uh, they, uh, uh, you know, uh, met all of my um, uh, sort of, or sorry, exceeded all of my expectations on them. I didn't think they would, uh, you know, be as good as the pros as far as um, staying in your ear. Um, with the pros having that sort of wrap around your ear, um, sort of uh, metal wire that contours that you can sort of bend and fold around your ear to hold them in place. Um, the Isotunes Extra were more like the original Isotunes that just kind of are like earbuds. And uh, with the addition of this sort of molded around the neck uh, area that kind of sits around your neck and that actually uh, holds them uh, pretty uh, well in place. In fact, the only time that they come out is... Um, from low hanging uh, branches and stuff on trees when I'm mowing sometimes a branch will catch on that uh you know just the wire that goes from the earbud uh, down to your neck uh, and around through the other side and it'll pull uh, you know one side out um so 
Uh, but other than that, battery life lasts the whole day for me, uh, and uh, they fit very comfortably, and you know they generally stay in my ear all day long without falling out, like I say, unless uh, they get uh, pulled out for any sort of reason. Uh, but uh, one of the new products was the Isotunes has um, unveiled their new Isotunes Freeze, they're called, and they call them Freeze because they're free of all wires. They're uh, completely wireless Isotunes, much like uh, Apple's AirPods. So it's two individual, um, you know, uh, earbud style. They look like um, the Isotune Pros um, as far as the actual device itself with the foam earbud. Uh, so imagine the Pros without the wire. So two separate sides uh, and without the wire that wraps around your ear. So just the actual um, you know, device part of it. Uh, so, and they come, uh, with a seven plus hour battery life, but, uh, just like the Apple AirPods, they also come with a case that when you stick them in the case, uh, it has a built in battery as well that will charge, uh, the Isotunes, uh, uh, freeze, uh, two more times. So, um, you get a total, I think of, uh, it said 21 plus hours of, uh, battery life on these. And like I said, they're available for, uh, pre-sale. Now this isn't sponsored or anything. They're not paying me to say this or anything. I just love Isotune so much. Um, and I thought this was like, you know, just a really cool, uh, you know, sort of that next level up, uh, and, uh, wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, they, I saw one of their posts on Instagram. So I basically uh, just re-kind of posted uh, a picture of them as well. And uh, on their website, I noticed that uh, with the pre-sale that they have a code called FREE15, so F-R-E-E-1-5. And if you put that in as a coupon code, if you want to pre-order these, uh, it'll save you $15 off of uh, the price of those. So uh, just... uh, you know, uh, absolutely awesome to save uh, some money if you uh, think you might be interested in some of these. I know a lot of you guys uh, that I've talked to who have used Isotunes, uh, they all love them. Uh, they're just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've been using them uh, all year long. And uh, like I said, uh, just very, very comfortable, especially in the summertime uh, when it's super hot. And, you know, having the, uh, you know, I used to be a big fan of the um, over the ear style ones. I had the um, Ion audio uh, ones, the big uh, uh, black, uh, heavy sort of over the ear style ones. And they work great. Um, But in the summer, they can get quite uncomfortable because it gets very hot and your ear gets all sweaty where the isotunes because they're like earbuds um you don't you know it just saves you from that uh, uncomfortable uh, factor there of having that you know touching your ear the outside or being wrapped around your head uh they're just way more comfortable wearing an earbud versus the over the ear especially on those hot uh, you know humid summer days uh so i just thought i'd share that with you guys uh, something to check out if you haven't looked at uh, looked into them yet just uh, go to their website or you know just google uh, isotunes freeze um, and look for their new uh, wireless uh, earbud uh, hearing Bluetooth hearing protection. Just thought uh, that was super cool. All right, so uh, we've got a message from Brian Fullerton from Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Make, 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 make the ground shake. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brian here with Brian's Lawn Maintenance and also the Entrepreneur Academy. 
Hey guys, I want to put something on your radar really quick, which this November, we're going to be doing our very first ever live event called Launchpreneur Academy Live 2019. Guys, if you want to learn what it takes to grow and succeed with a lawn care and landscaping business, I invite you guys to check out the website to get more information and details on this one-day conference. We're going to have a bunch of speakers in to come help you guys take your business to the next level, and I think it's going to be an amazing time. If you want to get more information, check it out on launchpreneuracademy.com. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. So there you have it, guys. Brian's uh, Launchpreneur Live event is fast approaching. So if you're thinking about going, uh, now is the time to secure your tickets. Again, uh, this isn't sponsored or anything like that. Um, you know, Brian just asked me uh, if I'd be able to share this uh, on the podcast for them. And, uh, you know, I said, of course, uh, I could. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for, um, you know, thinking about uh, going to that uh, live event, make sure you uh, head on over to his website and secure your tickets. Okay, so I think it's time uh, for this week's uh, Jobber Minute. So my question this week for Murray is, how do I know my... Uh crew is where they're supposed to be. Uh, we've all heard stories of people's crews hanging out at a coffee shop or clocking a mile away from the job. This is a question we're actually asked a lot, Julio. And it's not because people don't trust their staff. It can be because clients are questioning whether the crew was on site when they said they were. Now, with Jobber's GPS waypoints feature, it gives you a record of where your crew has been down to the minute. The way it works is as soon as they click the job complete button, it logs their exact location in that moment. So whether you need to check on an employee or a client is calling and asking what's going on, you can easily pull up that exact information and get that peace of mind, both for yourself, for your client, and for your employees. That's awesome, Ray. What a great feature to have built into Jobber. I think it's also very applicable for single owner operators as well. I can remember an instance uh, last year where I was servicing a new client for the first time uh, that season, and they challenged me on a specific day uh, that I was there to do uh, the service on their property, and they said that I wasn't there. And, uh, you know, this would be a fantastic to have had at that time to know that, uh, you know, I clicked the job done button when I was uh, finished that job and would have uh, sort of that backup record showing with GPS coordinates that uh, I was in fact there on that property on that day at that time that I am uh, saying to them. Uh, so uh, it could be very helpful in a lot of different instances. So hey, Lawn Care Nation, if you want to find out more about Jobber and what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash jobber and start a free trial and get 20% off your first six months. So I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and we'll continue with this week's episode right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this. Even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Audible. 
Now back to the show. Okay, so uh, this week uh, we're going to be talking about uh, building multiple crews in your lawn care business. So again, uh, this week's episode is uh, brought uh, to you guys basically by a question uh, from one of the um, uh, people that follow me on Instagram. So they were asking, and if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, uh, of course, I'd implore you to do that. It's, of course, Lawn Care Business Success, um, all one word as uh, the uh, Instagram uh, name. And, uh, you know, check that out. Hit that follow button. Uh, and uh, also, of course, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that as well. Uh, but uh, this person uh, direct messaged me on Instagram and they said, uh, Hey boss, I would, uh, wanted to know how, how you can have a lawn care business to where I'm managing crews. Uh, it says I'm 18 years old and I have a little over 70 all residential accounts, uh, besides two small commercial accounts. I don't have an employee yet. Uh, I do them all alone. And then he sends me some pictures uh, of his um, setup. Uh, currently, his, uh, he's got a nice um, enclosed trailer. Uh, looks very, very sharp. And, uh, you know, um, just uh, shows me a couple of pictures of that. So, you know, with that question, um, like I said, I thought it'd be a good um you know, uh, opportunity to do a episode on because, uh, you know, it can be a, you know, quite a complex answer to get into, um, versus trying to type out something in, uh, you know, the limited amount of uh, space that Instagram gives you for a direct message. And then you're doing multiple messages to try to get, uh, you know, your point across. Uh, so with this one, um, it's a little bit different because he's, uh, asking a question, on something that I haven't done yet. So uh, that is, uh, you know, he wants to know how to build multiple crews for his business. Now, as a lot of you guys know, uh, I am a single owner operator. I don't, um, as of yet, uh, have employees. I've never had um, a desire to have employees um, or to manage the employees or anything like that. I strictly... Um, have always just been content with being a single owner operator. Now, I've talked about how, uh, you know, in the past with uh, injuries and gout and things like that, that have made me sort of, you know, think about uh, second guessing that strategy. Uh, because, of course, uh, you know, when I'm hurt, um, you know, I can't uh, go to work. And if I can't go to work, then I'm not bringing in income. And also, you know, uh, jobs can back up and get delayed. Um, and, um, you know, if I had crews, if I had employees, I could send them, uh, you know, to work and, you know, keep that workflow going, keep that income uh, coming in, even if I'm not able to physically go out there myself and get uh, the job done. So I've, you know, thought about it and I keep, um, uh, you know, playing around with the idea and I research and I, um, you know, think about different issues that I've thought about with employees, um, you know, some of the negative uh, factors that I've heard uh, from other business owners about having employees and trying to figure out ways around that. 
uh, or things that other people have done to uh, mitigate those types of concerns. Um, so I've done some research, but then, you know, ultimately I end up, you know, uh, feeling better and then I go back to work and everything's good for a little bit. And then, you know, the cycle continues, I'll hurt myself or something like that. And, uh, ironically enough, I'm in that stage right now. Um, I literally, uh, in the last week, uh, you know, it always seems to be something, whether it's my knees or gout or, uh, you know, Achilles tendon or something. Well, this time it's my left foot, uh, that, you know, for some reason, woke up one morning and then I couldn't even put weight on it uh, after uh, doing a bunch of lawns, uh, you know, that previous week. And, uh, you know, I know it's not gout. Uh, it's sort of at the top of the foot and the side of the foot. Um, so I rested it over the weekend. I uh, took some painkillers and just stayed off of it. And it seemed to get better. I could start to walk on it again. Um, and then, um, you know, I was uh, walking on it. It wasn't 100%. You know, still was a bit sore. Uh, and then, um, you know, went to work this past week. And um, by the uh, second day of mowing, uh, that evening, uh, it was in full, you know, uh, pain again. And I couldn't put weight on it again. Had to use crutches and stuff. And, uh, that continued through the night. Uh, and then the next day, uh, you know, I woke up and was still in tons of pain, um, was using crutches to get around in the morning for breakfast and stuff. And then, you know, took some painkillers and, and, uh, took quite a while to get my shoes on, uh, and, uh, you know, had to go to work ultimately. Um, so started to slowly put some weight on it. I, I think I used before I put my shoe on, I soaked my foot in hot water thinking that if it's a tendon or muscle, that'll help loosen it up. And it seemed to help a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, was able to go to work and just persevered through the pain, uh, took a couple more painkillers, uh, worked through the morning by one o'clock. Um, I came back for lunch, uh, took uh, a couple Tylenols, uh, to sort of overlap and, uh, you know, was able to finish out the day, but in, uh, full pain. And then, uh, decided, uh, I went to a physiotherapist in the evening and, uh, you know, they uh, kind of looked at it and stuff and didn't really uh, have an answer for it of why based on my activities. I didn't have a fall, didn't have a thing. And, um, you know, one of the suggestions was that uh, it could possibly be a stress fracture in my foot, in one of the bones, uh, just from overuse, from just too much walking, too much uh, of what we do on a daily basis. Um, and just, you know, could be caused by shoes or, um, you know, the machines using the sulky, whatever, you know, some sort of factor in there that could be causing, uh, the issue. And they just basically told me, uh, for this weekend, uh, this appointment uh, with that physiotherapist was actually last night. And, uh, so he's just told me for this weekend, uh, to stay off of my foot, uh, completely, and then sort of see where I, uh, uh, where kind of, you know, is by, uh, the Monday. And, uh, I said, if it's still in a lot of pain by that Monday after not using it all weekend, um, to basically make an appointment with my doctor and ask him to, um, uh, give me a requisition to have an x-ray done, uh, and, to see if my foot is actually fractured, which, um, of course, uh, you know, I'm, uh, 
not uh, uh, hoping for, of course, with GIE coming up, because that will definitely put a wrench in my plans, um, especially since, uh, as I mentioned um, a few weeks earlier, that, uh, you know, I bought uh, the flight and everything, and uh, I didn't buy any trip cancellation insurance because I you know, was not expecting, um, uh, anything like that. Wanted to be completely positive and, and be like, you know, everything's gonna go smoothly. Uh, so hopefully, uh, it just turns out to be just the sore muscle or a strain or something like that and not actually uh, a fractured bone. Uh, but you know, that puts me into this whole mode again of thinking, okay, uh, you know, maybe, um, the universe is trying to tell me something that, Hey, you know what? You should really, start looking at employees um, because as these cases arise more and more often, um, you know, I'd be able to uh, not have to worry because of course uh, GIE is not the only concern. It's work. We're heading into here uh, October um, with, you know, one of the busiest months for a lawn care worker with leaves. Uh, and I've been uh, posting pictures this past week, if you follow me on Instagram, of the tall grass. Grass is growing insanely here. Um, you know, lawns, and a lot of you guys know that I bag my lawn. So, um, you know, lawns that normally I can mow the entire front lawn and back lawn with my 21-inch uh, X-Mark mower and fill the bag. And then, you know, when I'm done, I empty the bag once, are taking me now three, four empties of the bag uh, to get through those same lawns because, you know, I fertilized them in the beginning of September. We've had a whole bunch of rain. And, uh, you know, it's all coming together now. And those lawns are just insanely growing. I've posted some pictures, like I said, of the Mark mower sitting on a lawn that hasn't been cut, um, you know, for only one week since the last time I was cut. In in some cases, uh, some of the pictures I post were only six days uh, since the last cut. And the grass is like burying, um, you know, the wheels on the mower. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, the growth getting like seven, eight inches on some lawns in one week, uh, you know, period of time here. And because it's September, it's always raining either in the evenings, at night, sometimes some showers during the day. Uh, but then there's already the morning dew, so it's always wet uh, throughout the day on these lawns. And, you know, you're heading there, it's got all this growth, and, um, you know, it's just getting into a crazy busy month. So it's uh, one of those concerns going, okay, if I'm injured and I can't go to work, uh, this could be a serious uh, issue. Because, of course, uh, as most of you guys listening to this would know, um, there is no you know, taking the day uh, off. And, but if it's something, uh, you know, I've talked about how I've um, struggled through, but have persevered through uh, working through gout uh, and Achilles tendons uh, and things like that. Um, but a broken bone or a fractured bone could be on a, you know, different level, of course, because, you know, you don't want to be using it to, uh, allow it to heal. So, and again, nothing that I can remember doing to it to have caused that. Um, so, you know, that gets me into that thought. So this question came sort of at a timely sort of, uh, thought about it, uh, on how to build crews. So even though I haven't 
done this yet. I've given it some thought on uh, what, uh, of course, I would do. Uh, and, uh, of course, there is sort of a, a catch there because, you know, the amount of lawns that I currently do is perfect for me, um, for the business that I've built, the types of lawns that I do, and um, for just the amount of lawns that I do. Um, that being said, you know, even hiring one employee, um, I think the amount of lawns that I do wouldn't be enough uh, to sustain two people. For me, it's perfectly fine. But to have to then uh, pay somebody to help me with that number of lawns just wouldn't be worth it, uh, at least for the types of jobs that I do for these clients. Um, so I would have to, uh, you know, seriously look at um, bringing on more customers, which isn't an issue because I turn down more work uh, for those types of uh jobs, especially if they're, um, slightly outside of my area. Um, I get tons and tons of calls, um, for like the next city over, which sounds far away, but it's really, I live on the edge of the city that I'm in. So the next city over is only two blocks away, but would require, uh, another business license and stuff to work in that uh, city. Um, but I turn down tons of work every year, uh, from that city because I just don't want to work over there and have to get another business license and stuff when um, I'm content with what I have where I'm working. So that's not an issue because for the last two years, um, you know, there's been, uh, and I think I've talked about this on a previous episode uh, where, you know, um, another time where I'm like, is the universe trying to tell me something that there's like constant calls coming from this particular area? Um, and, uh, you know, they're obviously because it's so close to my area, uh, people that are driving through or passing by are obviously seeing uh, the trailers, uh, even though we're not in that area. And they're so they're calling. Um so that's just one of those um, things. So I would have to increase, number one, the amount of clients that I have to be able to, you know, sustain because I wouldn't want to um, bring on somebody if I didn't have work for them, uh, you know, on like a full-time basis uh, because, you know, that gets difficult because obviously if you put yourself in the shoes of that person, they need to pay their bills and stuff. And, you know, they would, uh, you know, if you're hiring them only on a part-time basis, then, um, you know, they may need to get another job to, um, fill in that extra, uh, to be able to pay their bills and make a living and all that sort of stuff. And then there's going to be conflicts of, you know, when you need them, the other business might need them and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I'd want to have enough client load to be able to sustain that. So I think the first step, and this person asking this question is in a pretty good position. They've got a decent amount of clients. I think enough to uh, have a, you know an employee start with them. Uh, but I think that's the first step is to um, you know bring on one employee and try to uh, you know of course this is. Um, a difficult step, but you want to ultimately think about this person as somebody who could eventually um, take over the entire route. So, you know, try to keep that in mind when you are hiring. 
that you know you don't necessarily want um, maybe just a kid or something helping you or something like that you need somebody who you know has a driver's license has a clean driving record um, you know criminal record checks all that sort of stuff you want to be able to uh, start off with somebody that you would trust with your business um, you know your business's reputation um, so, you know, that's something that I would aim for right there because after that initial employee, um, you know, you're probably going to be working with that person for a while, uh, side by side before you are able to, uh, maybe, uh, step aside or even, uh, start building another, you know, crew. <clears throat> so that first step I would say is try to find, you know, your first employee and try to keep them in mind as somebody who would be mature and responsible, uh, you know, checks off all those boxes of, um, you know, having a driver's clean driving record, uh, being able, you know, to have a, doing a criminal record check and all that sort of stuff, uh, being, you know, somebody who you would deem trustworthy, uh, to be able to, you know, hand the keys over to your truck and trailer and tools and all that sort of stuff and, and have them be able to handle a route and not, um, you know, you want somebody who's honest and stuff too, right? You hear horror stories of guys who have uh, done this and, you know, you find out later that um, the guy is working in a neighborhood doing your lawns, but then, you know, um, over the course of the year, he's picked up a bunch of walk, you know, uh, walk up clients who have asked how much to mow the lawn and stuff like that in the neighborhood. And he's quoted them and hasn't, you know, told you about it. And yet now he's out there, uh, on your dime, not only mowing your clients, but mowing his own clients and, you know, keeping, uh, that cash, um, you know, uh, for himself. So I think there's a couple of different ways to sort of discourage this. And that would be, um, you know, having credit card only payments, having that clearly displayed on your website that you don't take, uh, you know, cash payments or anything that everything's done credit card and stuff that would discourage, obviously, uh, an employee. If a customer is calling or sees the trailer and maybe get some information and sees that, that will raise some sort of, uh, you know, red flags for them if um, the employees are willing to uh, do it for, uh, you know, cash only. Um, maybe having your picture displayed on your website uh, if you have employees, um, you know, as the founder, as the estimator, that sort of thing, uh, so that they know. Uh, you know, any customers or potential customers, uh, would be able to, you know, see that. Um, and that will kind of, I think, minimize that sort of thing as well. Um, and just, um, you know, keeping that all in mind, uh, for those types of issues. But, you know, once you have that sort of person picked out and, uh, you know, you have a good, you know, wage, um, picked out and I'm not going to talk about wages because uh, you know it can vary all over the country uh, depending on where you're at um, but uh, you know you want to have a wage that isn't going to have that person um, you know constantly you know turning over or hunting for a, a better paying job or you know thing you know good people uh, to be able to keep them um, you know you're going to have to pay them more uh, and of course as they're 
um, responsibilities increase, i.e. if you, uh, you know, turn, you know, uh, a year later or something and turn them into like a crew chief or something like that, then of course, you know, you should raise their wages. You shouldn't have your crew chief making uh, the same amount of money as the, you know, the regular uh, guys on that thing, because of course they have much more responsibilities as far as, you know, driving the truck and all that sort of stuff and are ultimately responsible for the lawns that they're doing on that route. So just something to keep in mind there, but generally that that uh, strategy that I would use there is to find that first guy. That first guy is going to be your your key guy. He's going to be that guy that you're going to take under your wing. You're going to uh, train, um, you know, in all the sort of systems that you want to uh, use. You want to have um, you know some good software. Uh, do something like Jobber or something like that. They you know that uh, as they're mowing lawns, they can uh, you know have on their smartphones or something and they can check off, you know, that those jobs are done and, uh, you know, have that sort of, uh, those systems in place to streamline that, um, and, uh, you know, go through all of the safety, uh, with them and safety training and all of that, uh, and set up, you know, any other sort of, uh, things with that, uh, person, uh, as far as maybe, you know, fueling up, the truck and thing. Do you want to have an account? Um, you know, some gas stations offer credit cards for, uh, those gas stations like Chevron has a Chevron card and stuff like that. Uh, and being able to trust that employee to use that, uh, to fill up, uh, you know, just the company vehicle and stuff like that. But generally you want to, you know, have that. So you're going to be, of course, um, you know, I would plan for having this person working with you for a while, at least a year, uh, one full season, maybe two seasons. And, uh, uh, you know, having them under your wing and, and, you know, training them. Um, and then you can start bringing in more employees if you need. And now these employees can be more, uh, sort of general employees and they may turn out to be, you know, fantastic employees that you may you know, one day turn into crew chiefs, uh, with higher wages and stuff like that. And I would always put that as a sort of incentive to somebody that there's always opportunity to work your way up in the company that you can start as a lawn care, uh, you know, just a laborer, basically, uh, mowing lawns and things like that whatever it is that your company is doing, uh, but that there is room and opportunity for them to grow eventually into those higher positions uh, and become a crew chief that makes more money uh, or like a foreman or something like that, that makes more money and will be overseeing uh, other people under them. Um, so, you know, you can have you start with that main guy, you can bring in, you know, a third guy, uh, including yourself. So you got you, your main guy, and now you can get, you know, start looking at, uh, adding those, uh, other employees as well. Um, but, uh, you know, that first guy, like I said, is going to be critical because, you know, as you're at that sort of beginning stage, uh, that person's almost going to be like a partner to you as you train them, uh, and, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with them. And, uh, you always have to be prepared though, as well, that th that person uh, may not work out. There's no guarantees and that, uh, you know, you may have to start from scratch. And that's why I say, um, you know, once you get that guy kind of established, uh, to start bringing in a third guy so that, um, 
you know, you're not left in the lurch. So that there's always at least two guys, yourself and somebody to do the jobs. If, you know, somebody, you know, things happen, people call in sick or uh, they have to go on vacation and things like that. And then you're left by yourself with this increased workload that you had to take on to be able to sustain uh, those guys. So you don't want to be left by yourself uh, and having to deal with all of those clients um, because that can turn uh, into a nightmare. I've seen it uh, with other companies in the area. I've picked up jobs uh, from other guys that uh, just overcommitted to customers and then didn't have the workforce to complete those jobs. And, uh, you know, we're leaving customers in the lurch and lawns not being cut for weeks on end. And finally, you know, customers getting, um, you know, completely frustrated and then looking for, um, alternatives and then hiring me. So you want to, you know, bring on that sort of, uh, uh, third guy, um, you know, as, as soon as you can, as soon as you can, uh, justify it and you've got that, um, you know, guy, uh, that you can trust, uh, that first guy, uh, that you can trust and you can kind of not worry about him, uh, and you can start focusing in on some training, uh, for that second guy or, um, you know, as part of the responsibility, uh, for that, uh, that main guy that you've hired, uh, you can have him train the third guy and just oversee it and just say, here's your first task, uh, that I want to do is that, uh, <clears throat> you know, you're up for promotion to become a crew chief, a crew leader. Uh, so we're going to hire this third guy here, um, and, and have them, you know, involved in that process as well. Uh, give them, you know, make them feel like they're a part of that decision. So when you're maybe doing the hiring and stuff like that, um, have them sit in on the interviews and listen as well. Uh, ultimately, you have the, you know, the end say, but you can get their feedback and stuff like that. Make them feel a part of it. And, uh, you know, just uh, build that um trust and rapport with them. And then, you know, one of their first tasks can be training that second guy. They can be passing on that, all of that knowledge that you passed on to them, to that third guy, showing them how to mow properly, how to edge, how to do all, you know, the most efficient ways to do stuff. And, uh, you know, keeping them, um, you know, having them keep those employees in check as far as showing up on time and stuff like that, you know, start giving them that responsibility to say, Hey, you're the crew chief now. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got to look after this guy. You've got to ultimately make sure that this guy is, you know, doing his job. Of course you report back to me if there's any issues or things like that. Uh, but, um, you know, ultimately, uh, I want to see how you're, you're, going to handle this if you're ready to, uh, to go to that next step of being a crew chief. And once that is all sort of, uh, you know, flowing and, and going well, and if he's able to, uh, you know, effectively train that third guy and stuff, that's when I would then look at letting that crew, uh, go out on its own with those two guys. And of course, they're not going to do all of those lawns, just the two guys that three guys were doing. So you break that up into, uh, two, basically, uh, the lawns that are part of the route that you can handle. 
And then the rest of the route, the majority, say two thirds of the route that uh, those two guys are going to do. So, you know, you set them up with a truck and trailer or whatever it is uh, that uh, they need to do those lawns. Um, and you then promote that guy. You, uh, you know, increase his wage. He becomes the crew chief, has the, all that added responsibility now. And, uh, you know, they start to do that route. In the meantime, you've got that one third of clients left uh, and you start to do those while looking for the next guy. And like I said, um, you know, you may want to um, bring in somebody completely new that you want to train as a, you know, like you did that first guy as a crew chief. You may want to um, take that third guy who was already hired uh, and then you know, promote that person or, or start to have that person work under your wing, um, and hire, you know, your fourth or your third employee, uh, for your crew chief to then train again. So your crew chief would then train another guy, uh, to work under him while the employee that you watched him train now starts to work with you and you start to groom this person to be the next crew chief uh, and go from there. So different ways to go about it there, but this is ultimately uh, how I think you should uh, go about it. How I would go about it um, is doing it sort of systematically like that uh, and having, um, you know, employees and, and building out crews like that. And then you can expand from there, either adding, um, you know, a third guy to each crew to increase their capacity, uh, for the, you know, the work that they're going to do, um, or, you know, starting a third crew, uh, you know, there really is no right or wrong answer there. It's just, um, you know, what you want to do. Now, one of the things that I've always, um, thought about was you always hear about, you know, uh, damage to vehicles and equipment and, uh, you know, tools and things like that. And I've heard horror stories of guys, employees going out and they just don't care about the stuff. It's not theirs. They're not the one that put, uh, that money down to buy that stuff that there's always repairs and things and, and stuff like that. And of course, you know, most labor laws and things like that are going to not allow you to, um, you know, deduct somebody's pay for damages and things like that to equipment. Um, but you know, what you can do that I've heard, uh, can work is have bonuses, have weekly bonuses, uh, as incentives for guys. So you would factor all of this in, of course, uh, but you could have, uh, you know, weekly bonuses for the crew so that they all become, uh, you know, accountable to each other in that particular crew. Uh, this will, you know, incentivize those crew chiefs to, you know, run a tighter ship as well. Uh, and also for employees who are, you know, lower down the ladder to want to, you know, um, take on more responsibility, uh, in just being more aware of what they're doing and how they're treating equipment. Uh, so basically, you know, on a, 
weekly basis or two week basis, um, whatever, however it is you want to set up for how you pay them. So they would all have their, their wage that they've agreed to. This is how much they're making per hour or however salary or however it is that you want. But, you know, on a weekly basis or whatever, there is a bonus that is up for a potential, uh, you know, for them to earn. And this is based on having no customer complaints, no customers callbacks to do stuff that they forgot to do or missed and no equipment damage or property damage. So if they go a whole week, um, and customers are happy, there's no complaints, all the work was done, all the equipment is running in tip top shape. There was no damage to equipment, no damage to your vehicle or trailer or anything like that. That was, you know, caused by negligence. Um, they, you know, get their regular wage, but they also get a bonus. If, you know, a week goes by and somebody, you know, drove through a fence or, uh, wrecked a mower or, uh, you know, gets a customer complaint that, uh, they did a bad job or something like that, then, the the whole crew loses the bonus for that week. So they still get paid. They still get the wage that they're depending on, but that extra bonus they don't get for that week. And, you know, some people will say, well, that's not fair if one guy messes up and then the rest of the crew and stuff is, um, you know, working, you know, hard or something like that. But the thing is, is if, um, you know, if you still reward some of the employees in that crew and not, and and not the ones that just are the ones that only mess up, um, then it gives it, it, you lose that sort of sense of responsibility by those other crew members, uh, in, you know, sort of that peer pressure of everybody sort of pulling their weight and you can still have, um, you know, one employee, um, that is uh, making trouble and the other employees don't really care because, you know, as long as they're doing their job, uh, they don't care about, but once, you know, there's something at stake for all of them, then it really makes them, um, you know, watch out for each other to make sure that they are all, you know, doing the job properly, um, you know, and making sure that, um, that's the way, that it needs to be done. Now, another thing that you could do on top of that is the bonus for that crew chief could be, you know, um, a little bit higher as well than the rest of the employees, because ultimately they're the one that's overseeing all of those jobs and making sure that, uh, everybody is, um, you know, running on, uh, you know, their, their, their fullest potential, uh, you know, they're the ones that are, um, ultimately responsible as a crew chief for those jobs. So they're going to be looking to make sure that before they leave, that everything is perfect and, and done the way that you would do it, the way that, you know, um, your company's reputation is based on, um, and that's going to go, you know, super far. So I think, you know, like I said, uh, labor laws and stuff aren't going to let you deduct pay from people, um, that mess up and stuff like that. But I think 
doing it in the reverse, having a positive spin on it as far as an incentive that, hey, you do a good job, you, uh, you know, uh, don't mess up equipment, you take care of everything as if it was yours that you were paying for, um, that these, you know, you treat this company uh, as if it was your name, your reputation, then I'm going to treat you right. And I'm going to give you a bonus on top of that wage for every week that, uh, you know, there's no uh, injuries, there's no uh, equipment damage, there's no customer complaints, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then you find that your the crew, um, you know, will look after each other and they all become accountable uh, together uh, for that. And they all strive for it becomes like a game, right? Like they who doesn't want more money? And it's it's up to them. It's performance based. So they put in the work, they show up on time, they do the jobs, they take care of the equipment, they're going to make more money. It's as simple as that. Um, versus, you know, weeks where they don't, uh, where, you know, um, they mess up or, you know, and it, you know, it will probably happen at times, but you know, they'll start to see that, Hey, you know, it's uh, just adding, you know, a little bit of extra care and attention can make all the difference. And and that puts extra money in my pocket. So why wouldn't I do that? Uh, So, you know, those are just some ideas, but that's, you know, uh, as I think about, you know, possibly expanding um, as one of the options for me, uh, in having crews so that I could, you know, ultimately, if I was to, you know, continue with lawn care sort of long term, uh, because obviously, um, you know, as you get older, you're not gonna be able to mow lawns forever. I can already feel the difference uh, in my own body just in the 14 years that I've been doing this that I can't keep up uh, to what I did 14 years ago when I started. Um, and year to year to year, you know, it just gets, um, you know, worse and worse. And, I always make the joke that, you know, uh, now I know why all professional athletes retire at my age because you just can't keep up with the new guys, the young guys that are coming along. Um, it's just, that's just how it works. Um, so, you know, as I think about these things, you know, keeping my lawn care company, of course, there's different options. I could, uh, sell my business. I could, uh, go into a completely different field that isn't so physically uh, active, or I could ultimately decide that, Hey, I want to keep my business. Um, I just don't want to work in, um, the actual field anymore, uh, because you know, my body can't take it anymore. Uh, and then going from there, but, um, you know, those are the steps that I would take to start, uh, transforming my business in from a single owner operator to a, a business that is, uh, you know, crews that I'm overseeing and maybe, you know, I'm just going out there and doing the quotes, uh, and, uh, you know, running maybe the billing and doing all that sort of, uh, day to day and answering the phones and stuff like that, all the sort of administrative type stuff, um, while the crews are actually uh, doing those jobs. Uh, but that's uh, how I would do it. So hopefully that uh, answers uh, your question, gives you uh, you know a basic idea of uh, you know something to think about, some ideas and concepts to think about when uh, heading in that uh, direction. 
So for the rest of you guys who uh, listen to this podcast, um, like I've said before, uh, you know, these types of episodes are some of my favorite because it's, um, you know, in a lot of cases uh, throughout uh, the last four years of making this podcast, you know, I'll do a uh, an episode on a topic that I think is relevant and uh, over four years and 217 episodes, I'm not sure where those holes are, where I've left out information uh, that may uh, you guys may be wanting as somebody that's coming up and starting a lawn care business. There may be topics and things that I've missed that I'm not aware of. I can't remember if I've covered or not, uh, but you guys as listeners um, you know, may see that I've uh, left out. So that's why I love these types of episodes because it's a direct question uh, on a topic or a subject that I can answer and, uh, you know, uh, you know, create as much value as I can uh, for you guys to uh, take from. So with that being said, if you have a question on something that uh, maybe I haven't covered in a previous topic um, that you want uh, some, uh, you know, clarity on or just some thoughts on, um, you know, one of the best ways to do it is just follow me on Instagram, send me a direct message through there. That's probably the easiest thing to do. Um, and if I don't get back to you right away, um, you know, don't think I'm ignoring you or anything like that. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of a process I take. I'll see, uh, you know, if I know when I notice the question, I'll see it. Um, and if it's not something that I can answer quickly, um, and sometimes it is something that I can answer quickly, but I'll decide that I want to turn it into an episode. I may not uh, respond back to you until I've done the recording. Uh, so once I've done the recording and I know it's going to be the next podcast episode, then I'll respond back and say, Hey, Here's the answer to your question. It's actually, I did an episode on it uh, this week uh, for you uh, and uh, go at it that way. So if you have a question that you uh, think might be, uh, you know, something that you haven't uh, heard me talk about, you can send me a direct message. If you want to get even more involved, uh, you can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Go to the website for the podcast there. On the right-hand side, you're going to see a gray tab that says leave voicemail. Click on that. Hit the record button and just talk into your computer or your cell phone. Ask me a question, uh, and uh, you know I may use the actual audio of you asking the question, like I have in uh, some other episodes as well, uh, and do it that way. And that's a fun way for you guys to participate and uh, you know uh, have your question asked uh, there as well. So, uh, um, like I said, uh, hopefully uh, all goes well um, with my foot here, and hopefully it doesn't. Uh, you know, hamper me in my plans for GIE. Um, I'm, uh, of course, of the mindset that uh, it's all going to be fine. In fact, uh, I ordered um, a bunch more stickers for the podcast to take with me um, to uh, hand out at GIE for uh, anybody uh, uh, who would like a uh, lawn care business success uh, sticker. Um, so I'll have those with me as well at GIE. And uh, hoping for a good time uh, and uh, to uh, meet a bunch of you guys uh, who listen to the podcast. Uh, so uh, that's it for this week, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>